Hi, Jipa. How are you this good. evening? Good, good. Um, you uh, were talking to me earlier about the many faces of fear, and I wondered if you could share your thoughts on that. Ah, yeah, the many faces of fear. <laughs> we, you were just telling me about waking up with this nightmare that you had about the shag and the little cats, little kitties in there, and then this attack in the middle of the shag. And Oh, my goodness, that was scary, scary. But shag carpet. <laughs> shag carpet's right. <laughs> well, fear. There's many faces of fear we we uh, like to uh, uh, ignore fear because uh, it seems like we're supposed to be strong and courageous and and not let fear bother us. Uh, yet we uh, glomp onto uh, scary movies, and we just were watching the new American Horror Story the other night, and. Uh, I'm 77 and in hospice at the end of my life, so I found the, the scary story a little bit younger than I'm able to, to take. I, I wasn't afraid at all. But anyway, the the idea that we enjoy fear, manipulate it, we massage it, we actually pay for it. Halloween's coming up and uh, we have a big event where we all go around trying to scare each other. But fear comes in little subtle forms too. Uh, fear might be someone opening a door and uh, the rush of the air coming in the door uh, brings with it the sounds of, of people out there on the streets uh, that um, some may have more than you have, some may have less than you have, some may be uh, handsomer or prettier or, or uh, of a higher social standing. And all of a sudden, if you think about it, we get whacked with a lot of different fears. Could be as simple as walking up a, a subway stair, fearful we might slip and fall or that... Uh, Someone may grab our purse or wallet and run. Or the, uh, the fear that when we get home, our children won't say hi to us. Or that someone won't love us as much as we want to be loved. So if you really think about the faces of fear, you can put a face of fear on almost everything in life. <coughs> and what I'm talking about today is... A very simple but effective tool to help you overcome any and all kinds of fear that you may have and to be able to uh, open that door in the morning and take in a breath of fresh air knowing full well that uh, you're not afraid of fear and the reason you're not afraid of fear because you know it doesn't really exist. <laughs> Let me explain that. Let's uh, say that you were, <coughs> oh, excuse me, I've got a little 
chest congestion here with my COPD. Let's say that you were a, a young person or you were in an office and you were expecting to get a, a promotion or a achievement award and you don't. And you're just totally disappointed. You're virtually crushed. And that crushing feeling, that emptiness, that loneliness, that isolation, that disenfranchisement from, from uh, all the things that you thought make you feel like nothing or smaller than or less than. And it's basically the fear uh, that you aren't accepted in the way you want to be accepted. No one knows that but you. And so you're the author, of course, of your own disappointment, but still, it is frustrating. And I was explaining to someone the other day that we enter life and we perform in life with these expectations which are pretty much like a, a honeycomb. Let's say you're going through the trees and you're hungry and you see a beehive and you know that in the beehive is this honey and man oh man you want that honey so bad you is marching right up and your stomach's growling and your mouth's watering because you you can taste that honey it's just like expecting that job promotion or or hoping that Mary Jane will go out with you on the date when you ask her, or, or that the people will vote for you, or that that good thing that you want to happen will happen. And you get to the beehive, and as you start to try to open the beehive, all of a sudden, you get stung. You get big-time stings. The, there, there's something you forgot in your equation, and that is the price. The price for honey is a bee sting. There's a price for everything. The big price for expectations is disillusionment or disenchantment or failure or loss. Here you are thinking you're going to do this when in fact it doesn't happen and you sadly feel the stinger of the bee going in you and all of a sudden these welts are popping out all over you and you start to cry because the pain is greater than the pleasure. You can't get to the goal. See, someone has snatched it from you. The honey isn't yours. Well, life is a lot of bee stings. And what we need to do is to realize that there's a like a long stick and on one end of that stick is a beehive and it's got lots of bees around it and there's honey inside of it and at the other end of the, of the stick is the honey without the bees okay there's no stingers there they're just just the honey itself the ideal scenario would be that just the reward was there, not the failure, not the, the problems that make it 
difficult for us to reach that goal. So that if we were to fail along the way, we would get stung, we would be in pain. So if you're looking at something to achieve in your life, you have to look for both the bees and the stingers at one end of the pole and the pure honey at the other end. What if, in looking at that goal, you were to accept the fact that both sides were equal? That is, that the bees and the honey go together. That the pain and the anguish of, law, of failing or losing is as valuable as the glory and the exaltation of victory. You know, the old Olympic saying, let me be victorious or my attempt glorious, means that I am not afraid of failure. I am not afraid to go into combat and get stung because I know that there is no such thing as failure. There is only the attempt. And it, that attempt is the one that's glorious. If I go into any venture with the idea that I want to make my attempt glorious, I'm there to say I'm willing to take the bees and the stingers and the honey. And so if I go that way, I've, I've neutralized fear because fear now is not a standalone item. It goes along with the victory, the glory. And if I look at it that way before I start, and then if I, quote, fail or don't make it, I know that I'm ready to go on to the next attempt or maybe readjust my attempts. So an idea for you might be this. As you go out in life, you carry in one pocket, in your imagination, a bee stinger. And you know that no matter what you're going to do in life, you can get stung. And in the other pocket, you carry a little jar of honey or a little packet of honey to know that you have the ability to reap the rewards. And in either case, it isn't winning or losing, it's the attempt to victory that counts based on the 1440 minutes of the day. May yours be filled with honey. Thank you so much, Dad. Listeners, if you have enjoyed this 1440 talk, please pass this along forward the podcast. You can also send a contribution to Cliff and Lori McKenzie at 53 East 7th Street, Apartment 9, New York, New York, 10003. Have a great day.